This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Brother Michael, Happy New Year to you, my friend. Happy New Year to you as well. My friend. How you doing? Okay? Well, it's great to hear your voice, and we're doing okay. Praise God. I'm excited to be back here. Fresh start this year, and um, we're doing real well. How about you and uh, Sister Cummins? Oh, yeah, we're doing okay. Uh, You know, we're doing all right. God is good, you know. I, I went to football the other night on the 30th to watch my team Crystal Palace and coming down the road after I slipped as I crossed the road and fell in front oh. of a car oh no But yeah but fortunately the man saw me fall and he managed to put his brakes on and I never got hurt it took oh. me a while to get on my feet because I bruised my wrist and my hand pretty bad and I hurt the uh, left side of my body but I thank God I could have been run over. I could have could have been killed. So I thank God, and I realised he was with me, and I never got hurt. I was able to get home and spend the next day in bed and rub some liniment on, and I don't feel too bad after all. Let's have prayer for you this morning. Father Amen. God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we lift up Brother Michael to you. Brother Michael, we plead the blood of Jesus over you. We speak to your body, and we command speedy healing. We command any bruising and inflammation to go in Jesus Christ's name. Father God, thank you for protecting him with his guardian angel. And we're asking that you would give him total recovery speedily and bless him. And Sister Cummins, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. And just to let you know that uh, uh, I've uh, I've booked Pastor Joseph Israel 
for the 9th, 10th and the 11th of May in London. Oh. He's coming to the church. Great. And we're going to have a deliverance three days. And you're more than welcome to come. I spoke to him down in Hastings in England and I said you was thinking of having a trip to London and he said that he would bring you. Brother, that's exciting. So, uh, thank you for coming through for us. And uh, folks, you know what that means? That means a meeting right there in London and uh, we'll give you more information as we get close to that date but I encourage anybody in the area to come on out there you get to meet brother Michael Cummins and the the, uh, the people brother Joseph and uh, it'll be a great time of deliverance Amen Amen and it'd be great if you can come brother I'll tell you uh, I believe God's going to open the door Uh, I haven't left Bali in four years since before the lock you know I came back from a little vacation in 2020 January and then they locked the place down as you know and I haven't been off Amen. here for four years I'm kind of itching it to get on a plane and um well I, I want to buy you some fish and chips you see yes yes sir <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming he just, listen, he just locked in the deal because uh I, I dream of getting some authentic fish and chips Ever Authentic since uh, fish and chips, yeah. they had a chain in America back in the seventies called Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips. Oh right! He was supposed to be like a a British um, uh, butler on TV, and he they set up a chain with his name. And uh, man, those are good. So, well, folks, welcome. We're we're back with a new schedule um, for the states. We're doing evening programs, and then every Wednesday we have our international program here at uh, ten a.m. Eastern, three p.m. UK with Pastor Michael Cummins and more. And we'll get started. Brother Michael, you want to open us in prayer? Yes, thank you. Lord, we thank you for 2023. And now we're in 2024. We believe in you, Lord. We trust in you. We rely on you. You are our Lord, our Savior, our protector, and our healer. And we're going to start the year today by preaching your holy word. And Lord, we ask you to touch everyone today. And I pray for Stephen in South America, who's got Lyme's disease. We command that Lyme's disease to leave. We command the fatigue, the tiredness, Lord, and the complete pain to leave him now. We pray for Christina and Ariana in Sydney, Australia. Lord, bring healing, bring deliverance, bring peace in the name of Jesus Christ. And we pray for Mary in Herne Bay, Kent in England. We pray, Lord, that you will bless her this coming year and you will bless all the listeners. And we say a very great Happy New Year to you all. And we hope you enjoy the program today. Amen. Amen. Brother Michael, over to you. Welcome back. Well, thank you so much. God bless you. Well, as you know, the new year's just started. And when we look back on 2023, there is much to bring us fear and apprehension. Every time we turn the TV on, I try not to. I try to only watch football on the television or sport. But when you turn it on, you hear these dreadful newsreels we see the internet and it says vladimir putin is threatening london with a nuclear bomb and according to vladimir putin he has a nuclear missile that can reach london from 
Russia in three minutes. So you've just got about got time, if he fires it, to say the Lord's Prayer and maybe have a sip of your last cup of tea. And people are frightened. People are worried. When you see Kim Jong-un, I think that's how you pronounce his name, the dictator from North Korea, he's threatening South Korea, he's threatening the United States. You see countries like India and Pakistan who hate each other, who both have nuclear weapons. You see the European Union, you see China threatening Taiwan. Uh, the Chinese Premier made a speech on Chinese television that they will be back in Taiwan, which used to be called Formosa. They'll be back there this year. And there's many threats that are coming from countries all over the world. And as you know, there was a, a Russian ship that was damaged severely by missiles that were supplied to the Ukraine from Britain. And Britain is now a number one target for putting all these things bring us fear. And as we go into 2024, we've really got to rely on the Lord. We've got to trust in his power, his anointing and his peace. And I've looked through the Bible the last couple of days and I've picked out some things that we really need to do, things we need to look at. And the first thing, of course, is fear. Are you frightened? Are you frightened of a nuclear holocaust? Are you frightened of a nuclear attack? Are you frightened of wars? Generations gone by gladly went to war to fight for freedom. When I think of some of the programs I used to watch on the TV, they used to bring tears to my eyes. Programs like Band, Band of Brothers, these sort of programs used to see programs about the British Army in the Second World War. And the last great terrible dictator we had to deal with the world was Adolf Hitler, a demonic, possessed madman who wished to destroy God's people. And through the death camps in Auschwitz and Buchenwald, Sobibor, etc., he killed hundreds of thousands of Jews. He killed gypsies. He killed Slavs and Russians and Czechs and Poles. An evil man. And when we look at Vladimir Putin, we begin to see this sort of evil again. One of my favorite films was the saving of Private Ryan. And, you know, that was such a great film. Tom Hackens, such a great actor. And it was a man who gives so much to save another man. And we would like to think those virtues are with us today. And that people would be prepared to give their lives for freedom. Especially the freedom of choosing Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our Lord and Saviour. And first scripture I'm going to read is from 1 John 4, verse 18. And it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. 
Verse 19 says, We love him because he loved us. And there is no fear in love. When we look at John 3.16, it clearly says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, and whoever so believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And when we see the TV or we see the internet news, CNN, Sky News, the BBC, or we see all the American news networks, naturally these threats are very fearful. And we wonder one day if the talking's going to stop and someone's actually going to fire those missiles. I pray every morning, myself and Janice pray every morning. We get up six o'clock, we take communion. And we pray to the Holy Spirit, who is known as the restrainer, the restrainer of all evil. And we pray that the angels of the Lord will go to every nuclear silo, whether it be buried deep in the earth, whether it be in a submarine at the bottom of the sea, whether it be in a a ship or an aeroplane or a mobile launcher on the back of a lorry. We pray that the angels will go there and they will put the launch codes into derision, that they will create so much confusion that even if Kim Jong-un or Vladimir Putin gives the order to fire the missiles, they won't be able to fire them. For God would have done his perfect work. And I don't know about you, we make our peace with the Lord, we confess our sins, and we prepare ourselves to meet the Lord Jesus. And we shouldn't fear anything, for perfect love casts out fear. And Jesus Christ on the cross showed us his perfect love, because he died for us all. So we have nothing to fear. We believe in the Lord Jesus and we believe he is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Lily of the Valley, the Rose of Sharon and the Lion of Judah. We believe that Jesus Christ is God. So we believe that if Jesus loves us, then he will protect us and keep us safe. And we have nothing to fear. What we have to do is live in hope. Live in hope. Hope's not a thing which is based on chance. Hope is a thing that is based on the promises of God. We hope because God has promised. So let's have a look at First Peter 1 verses 3 and 4. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. You see, when Jesus said, John 3, 16, 
and we accept him as our Lord and Saviour. We've all done it at one time in our life. We've said the sinner's prayer. We've confessed our sins. We've given our lives to Jesus, and we've asked him to come into our lives and be our personal Lord and Saviour. There is a hope now, and that hope is in heaven. I'm going to read that again. Verse 4. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Our places are reserved in heaven. Our lives, our future lives, our eternal lives are reserved in heaven. Praise be to the name of the Lord. We glorify his name. We exalt his name. We worship him. And we glorify and magnify his precious holy name. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Hallelujah. Now, one of the things that happens when you're under stress when you're under fear and you wake up every morning not knowing. I remember the Cuba crisis in 1962. I was a schoolboy going to school in London, 11 years of age. And this is going to make you laugh. But all over the BBC and the ITV, the independent news they have in England, there was uh, speeches from then, President John Fitzgerald Kennedy, there was Nikita Khrushchev and there was Fidel Castro. And as we know, the Russians were trying to set up missiles on Cuba that would have been aimed towards America. And President Kennedy stood, Kennedy stood his ground. And in the end, the Russians backed down. The key to Khrushchev backed down. I remember going to school and our mothers and fathers were extra kind to us at this time. They were saying goodbye. It was giving us a kiss on the cheek because we were really frightened in England because we would have been drawn into it. Before that, I started having very bad dreams. I was having dreams of nuclear holocausts and I would go to bed of a night and I would see this mushroom cloud in my dream going up there and spreading out and people just vaporizing in the heat. It was so bad that I used to sweat terribly. I perspired terribly in the bed that my father used to hear me crying or screaming and he came in and he used to wake me up and put me in the bed with him and my sheets had to be changed all the time because they were so wet with sweat and I was really, really terrified. And when we went to school, some of the teachers used to run us through a nuclear attack drill. And they used to get us to put our hands over our heads and get under our desk to shelter. Now, wooden desk that was about 30 or 40 years old would have been a great protection against a hydrogen bomb or a plutonium bomb. But I remember how fearful we was. And funny enough, my hero at the time was a Russian. It was Yuri Gagarin, the first man who went into space. He was such a hero. I remember coming home from football this particular 
day I was 11 years of age and I remember looking at the front of the London Evening News which is a paper that's obsolete now and there was a picture of him and the first man to go up in space so we was hearing about all what could happen and a lot of the British people turned against the Russians over the Cuba crisis of course they would do and you know when you hear this sort of thing You've got to remember, you mustn't have a heart of stone. You must still find forgiveness in your heart. You mustn't hate people because you've been to war with them. You know, I was offered once to preach in Germany, and I turned it down because the Holocaust affected me so badly when I used to read about it, and I had lots of Jewish friends in London, and the first job I ever had when I left school was working in the tailoring industry, when most of my colleagues was Jewish. And because I'm a bit dark and swarthy, they used to think I was Jewish. Actually, my mother was part gypsy, so that's where I got the dark complexion from. And you have to be careful. I remember turning down this preaching engagement in Germany. I didn't want to go to Germany. And I realized I held things against the Germans. I remember having a fight with a kid in the street whose mother was German who lived in London. And I remember having a, a fight with this boy. And I got in trouble in the school for it. So let's have a look at Ezekiel 36. Verse 26, a new heart also I will give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. Hallelujah. We've got to realize we've got to have a heart of flesh, not a heart of stone. When we have a heart of stone, we will be bitter. We will be unforgiving. And whatever happens, whatever the Russians do or the North Koreans do, we know they're totalitarian governments capable of evil. But the funny thing was I saw a video from Russian people when the Ukraine war started and they was asking Russian people on the streets of Moscow what they thought of the British and they spoke very highly they spoke of Shakespeare they spoke of classical composers they even spoke of the Beatles and I realized that people will love one another if you allow them to love one another Jesus said before he went to be with the Father, a new commandment I give unto you, that you should love one another as I have loved you. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. So we ask God, even through these terrible, terrible crises that we're facing now, to take away that heart of stone, to let us not hate our enemies, let us forgive our enemies and treat our enemies with compassion. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And what we need during these days of problems, we need our strength being renewed on a regular basis. And that's not just physical strength. That's emotional strength, spiritual strength. We need to be renewed all the time.
Hallelujah. Let's have a look at Isaiah 40, verse 31. And it says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. You know, I used to work for Don Stewart's ministry years ago, and Don Stewart, who came from Phoenix, Arizona, which used to be originally A.A. Allen's ministry, he had a saying, he used to say, soar with the eagles, don't lay down clucking with the chickens. And it must be wonderful to be able to have that confidence that we can soar like an eagle. We will run and not be weary. We shall walk and not faint. So through all these problems, we should go to the Lord on a daily basis and we should ask the Lord to really build us up, build us up with the strength that we need to cope with anything. Hallelujah. Now, a lot of us, even some of us born again, I've had people come to me and ask for prayer. And what the devil does when you become born again, he reminds you of the things that you did when you was a sinner. The things that you did when you wasn't with the Lord. If I think of some of the things I did, when I was a young man, it makes me shudder. And when I came to the Lord, I was in front of the Lord for about two days. Shows you the magnitude of my sinful nature. And I spent time before the Lord for a couple of days. And the devil will always come back. And the devil will always try and remind you of your lowest points in your life. And he will say to you, are you truly forgiven? Do you think that God has truly forgiven you for the sins that you've committed? They are so horrible. They are so hideous. Are you truly forgiven? Well, the devil's a liar, we know. And Isaiah 65, verse 17, proves that he's a liar. For it says, for behold, I create new heavens and new earth, and the former shall not be remembered, nor come to mind. You see, when our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, when we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, and forgiven our sins, praise the Lord, the things are not still written in the Lamb's Book of Life. They're eradicated. They're eradicated. There's nothing remembered against you. That's why the judgment for many people is such a terrifying thing, the final judgment. What if God reminds me when I did this? What if God reminds me if I did that? The blood of Jesus Christ has wiped away every trace of sin. There is nothing to be frightened of any longer. Your sins are no longer remembered. 
Jesus Christ has paid the price on the cross for your sins to be forgiven and eradicated from all the records in heaven. Now, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ yet, and you don't believe in Jesus Christ, and though people have come to you and said to you, accept Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, and you was always going to do it next week, or you was always going to do it the next time you went to church and you've never got round to doing it, time is short. Today is the day that you should accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. And I'm going to say a short prayer for you now. All you have to say is Amen at the end of it. Amen. Start praying every day. Start reading the word of God. Find yourself a good church, a spirit-filled church. A church that believes in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Please say Amen after this prayer. Lord Jesus, I know you are the Son of God. I know you are the Son of Man. And that you died for me. On the cross of Calvary, you shed your precious blood for me that I could be forgiven of all my sins, of all my iniquity, and with all my transgressions. I come to you now, and I invite you into my life as my personal Lord and Saviour. Forgive me my sins. I repent of my sins. I promise, Lord Jesus, that I will serve you for the rest of my life. Come now and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Amen. If you've said that prayer and you've said these words, you've said amen with your mouth and in your heart you feel changed, you have become born again. Hallelujah. We praise the name of Jesus. Now, once you're born again, will God remind you of your failings? No, he only has good things stored up for you. Let's have a look at Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God only has good things for you. God doesn't want any bad things for you. Anyone who hasn't accepted Jesus as their Lord and Saviour, I think such people are very foolish. For as we say, Jesus died for all sinners, but the sinner has to accept Jesus. Once accepted, Allow Jesus Christ into your life. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and your life will be transformed. When I was a young man getting involved in street fights and all the bad things I did as a young man living in London, 
I would never have thought that one day I would be speaking to people over the radio, tell them about the beauty, the glory of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When we receive Jesus, for all those that are born again, we became of God. John 1, verse 12, says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Hallelujah. We believe in the name of Jesus. I remember that wonderful song, I believe in Jesus. I believe he is the son of God. I believe he died and rose again. I believe he died for us all. Hallelujah. Once we receive Jesus, we are at one with him. We believe in his name. Hallelujah. Verse 13 says, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And it goes on to say, verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as one of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. We pray today. We are one with God. Hallelujah. Now, one of the things we need, and I remember Winston Churchill used to say that if the Nazis walked up Whitehall, Winston Churchill had an underground shelter in Whitehall. He had a loaded revolver all the time in his pocket. And he always said he would be the last man standing. That if the Germans came to take him, he would try and shoot his way out. He was like that, Winston Churchill. I would rather trust in God. I would rather trust in God to protect me from my enemies. Hallelujah. We all need God to protect us from our enemies. I used to know an Anglican vicar called Father John Wellsford. He was a great man. He was a single man. He dedicated his life to Jesus Christ. He was an Anglican vicar. And when I first became interested in Christianity, he was a great help to me. And one day I asked him, how did you come to the Lord, Father John? And he said, I was on the beaches in Normandy during the D-Day landings, and I was terrified. And I dug myself, he said, a big hole, a big pit in the sand, and I laid in it. And I prayed to God. And he said, and all the time, there were German planes coming around, machine gunning all the soldiers. And he laid there. And he said, Lord God, if you will protect me and see me through these terrible times... I promise when I get back to England, I will serve you all of my life. And that's what he did. He survived. He survived Normandy and he survived the campaigns that followed. 
And when he got back to England, he was still only a young man in his early 20s. He gave his life to Jesus Christ. And I knew this man very well, and he was a great man of God, very humble, very simple tastes. But you see, he always taught me that though we will have many, many enemies, he will always protect us. Why will he protect us? What is the promise God has made to us? Well, he's made this promise in Romans 8, verse 31. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. Verse 32 says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall we not with him also freely give us all things? Hallelujah. If God be for you, who can be against you? You may be frightened of many things, but there's no need to be frightened. Because God is with you. He is your protector. And if God is protecting us, you know, I knew many things. I've heard, read many things about people who have survived all sorts of things. I myself have survived prostate cancer. And though I have some physical problems as a result of the chemotherapy, and the radiotherapy, I have no cancer anymore. When I have the PSA test, the PSA tests are zero. Now, is it because the doctors were brilliant? Yes, the doctors were brilliant. The care I had was fantastic. But I also believed in Jehovah Rapha, the God that he left thee. And if he was for me, then cancer wouldn't take me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another thing we have to learn to do this year, 2024, is move forward. Let's not get stuck in the past. As I said earlier, on the 9th, 10th and the 11th of May this coming year, in our church, Kilburn Christian Fellowship in London, Northwest Six. Pastor Joseph Israel Rosinski is coming over and we're going to have three days of deliverance in the church. This is something we have to move forward to. We want to see people set free. We want to see people not bound by demons any longer. That's why we have to move forward. Philippians 3 verses 13 to 14. It says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We need to press forward in the name of Jesus Christ, to receive that high calling of God. Nothing can hurt us. Nothing can harm us. To be a Christian is not just to say the sinner's prayer 
then look forward to retirement or look forward to going to heaven. We've got to bring the captives into the house of God. We've got to set the captives free through prayers and deliverance. We must remember what Jesus said before he went to heaven, go ye into the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. Whoever isn't shall be condemned. And these signs shall follow those that believe. And it goes on to tell us that we will speak in new tongues. We shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And we shall cast out demons. That is our calling in these end days. To prepare for the coming of the Lord. And set the captives free. It's not just for our salvation. It's for the salvation of mankind. Jesus expects us to go out there. And meet the lost at their point of need. We've got to learn to pray more than ever in 2024. We've got to pray every day. What is a prayer warrior? He's someone that prays every day. Even more than once every day. Not just someone who prays on Sunday when he goes to church. Pray every day. Pray for all things. Pray unceasingly. Pray every day. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto the Lord. And the peace of God, which passeth for all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. When we pray, we pray to the Lord. We ask the Lord to protect us from all evil. We ask the Lord to fill us with the things we need to do to bring the captives into the house of God. These are some of the things we have to do in 2024. And we, this is, I'm going to read the last scripture in this section, and then I'm going to read you scriptures of protection from the Bible. And I want you to take them all on board. This is the last scripture in this section, Revelation 21, verses 4 and five you will live with the lord forever and it says and the lord shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying neither shall there be any more pain for the former things have passed away and he that sat upon the throne said behold i make all things new and he said unto me write for these words are true and faithful. These words are true and faithful. We don't have to have any doubt at all what the Lord has said. For he said they are true and faithful. 
So whatever Mr. Putin, Kim Jong-un, the Chinese president does, any dictator in the world, we must know that if God is for us, then who can be against us? And we are truly safe. Psalm 27 Verses 3 and 4 says, Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. What a promise. What a promise made by God. There's nothing you need to fear. God is with you. And you will live for him forever. One of my finest Psalms, Psalm 91. And I do remember Kent Stewart's mother-in-law years ago when I worked for Don Stewart's ministry. We were talking about Psalm 91. And she said to me, look, Michael, Psalm 91 was for the days we live in now. And I said, why is that? And she said, read this, verses 6 to 8. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. She said, what can take out 10,000 people? And I said, well, only chemical warfare, nuclear warfare, germ warfare. And she said, that's what we're talking about in Psalm 91. And that's why I believe it every day. Hallelujah. Verse 9 and 10 says, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come, nigh thy dwelling. Verse 11, For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thou foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon. Shalt thou trample under feet, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. How wonderful that psalm is. And when we read it, do we really think about what we're reading do we really understand what we're reading? Hallelujah. Do we really understand that we're talking about the times we live in now and the terrible things that may happen to mankind? But God is with us. Nothing will go wrong. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at Zechariah 9. Verse 8, and I will encamp about mine house 
because of the army, because of him that passeth by, and because of him that returneth. And no oppressor shall pass through them any more. For now I have seen mine eyes. The oppressor will not attack you. Hallelujah. One of the greatest men of God that ever lived, who suffered greatly, was Job. Job suffered at the hands of Satan. And all the time, Job was being told by his friends, curse the Lord and die. But Job wouldn't do such things. And when we read the book of Job, we understand what Job put up with. Hallelujah. And Job was a great man of God. Let's have a look at Job now. Let's have a look at Job 20, verse 5, and see what it says. That the triumphing of the wicked is short, and the joy of the hypocrite is but for a moment. Hallelujah. God sees the wicked. God knows the wicked. God knows what the wicked is preparing to do. God will punish the wicked in the lake of fire. Let's go to Jeremiah 25, verse 27. Therefore thou shalt say unto them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Drink ye and be drunken, and spew them full and rise no more, because of the sword which I will send amongst you. God will punish the wicked. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to do anything. God will do it for us. God knows these things are going to happen. He knows his people are going to be persecuted. God won't let it happen. God has already spoken in his word. The Old Testament and the New Testament he has spoken what he will do. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 39 verse 25 Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, now I will bring again the captivity of Jacob and have mercy upon the whole house of Israel and I will be jealous for my holy name. Irrespective of what you're going through, irrespective of what's going on into the world, don't be fearful. Remember, God will set you free. Praise him. Worship him. Pray to him every day. He will hear your prayer. He will hear it. And you will not have to worry about anything. You know, in the Second World War, I've spoken to many Londoners, most of them, even when they were small children, were in their 80s. And they used to go and sleep in the London Underground because in London there wasn't enough air raid shelters. There were small shelters you put in your back garden and you dug deep into the soil and 
buried them or submerged them partly in there. And they had corrugated iron roofs. But when it rained, they used to fill up with water and they used to be very dangerous. So people used to sleep in the underground. And people never gave up. And in the Second World War, churches opened 24 hours and they was always full. Because people, even working class Londoners who you would consider rough and tough, they went and prayed to the Lord. They trusted in the Lord. And I'm saying to everyone today who's frightened of the news on the television, trust in the Lord and everything will be okay. Trust in the Lord. Let's have a look at Hebrews 2. Verses 14 and 15. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Satan wants to keep us, keep us controlled by the fear of death. Satan is a liar. There's no doubt about that. And he wants to terrify us with the thought of death. And after the thought of death, the thought of going to hell. Jesus has disarmed him. He's taken away his power. I believe that during the three days that Jesus was in the tomb, waiting to rise from the dead, he descended into hell. He snatched the keys to death and hell away from Satan. He preached to the inhabitants of hell. And he said he was Lord and he had defeated the devil by his resurrection from the dead so don't be frightened anymore Psalm 140 I'm going to read verses 1 to 7 please listen to this this is a wonderful psalm deliver me O Lord from the evil man preserve me from the violent man which imagine mischiefs in their heart continually are they gathered together for war they have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Adder's poison is under their lips. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from violent men who have proposed to overthrow my goings. The proud have hid a snare for me, and cords they have spread a net by the wayside. They have set gins for me. I said... Unto the Lord, thou art my God. Hear the voice of my supplication, O Lord. O God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation. Thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. Hallelujah. Verse 5 says, they have set jinns for me. Jinns are used in Islam. They're the Islamic word for a demon. So the evil will do witchcraft against you. The evil would try and destroy your lives. 
but God will protect you. Psalm 144, verses 1 to 2. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. My goodness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield. And he in whom I trust, who who subdueth my people under me. Hallelujah. Wonderful, wonderful God. We don't have nothing to worry about. I hope you're all feeling better. You know, many of us feel fear and we don't like to tell people that we're scared because we don't want people to think we're poor Christians. I prefer to tell the truth. When I was a kid in the Cuba crisis, when I was 11, I was terrified. I think my mother and father were as well, and I'm sure a lot of the population of America was scared. Let's have a look at Isaiah 60, verse 18. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders. For thou shalt call thy walls salvation and thy gates praise. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Just got a couple of scriptures, so I think we may finish in time. We're going to Job 33, verse 18. Hallelujah. He keepeth back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. And this is the last scripture we're going to read now. It's Isaiah 30, verse 32. And it says, And in every place where the grounded staff shall pass, which the Lord shall lay upon him. It shall be with tabrets and harps, and in battles of shaking will he fight with it. Hallelujah. Spiritual warfare. Worship the Lord in spirit and truth. Do not be frightened. Satan has been defeated. A lot of people don't realize that Satan is defeated. He was defeated on the cross of Calvary. And Jesus is coming back soon. And he will put pay to Satan, all the demons, all the evil spirits, and all those who worship the forces of darkness rather than worship God. You know, I feel when Satan is close, I know when Satan is close, I'm not frightened of Satan at all but I'm frightened of God and all those out there that have rejected Jesus Christ and do not want to be saved or born again I fear for them terribly and what we've got to do in these days before Jesus returns is spread the gospel take it to everywhere we can You know, I hear people and I've met people that go to places like India and China to spread the gospel. 
Yet people in their own street where they live in have never heard of Jesus. I had an evangelist tell me once that the English are very difficult to evangelize. And I don't know why they're difficult to evangelize. A lot of them are relying on material wealth. A lot of them are relying on their pension plans. A lot of them are relying on their bank balances. But that can all disappear in a blink of an eye. That can all disappear very quickly. But Jesus is not going anywhere. He will never disappear. 90 seconds. He will always be close to us. He will never leave us or forsake us. So we say to you all now, this is the year of evangelism. This is the year of healing. This is the year of deliverance. This is the year of spreading the gospel. Let's go out there and do it this year, 2024. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. What a great, powerful message today. Brother Michael Cummins is speaking from London, England. Pastor Michael, um, I want you to give out your contact information. How do people reach yeah, okay. you in your church and support your ministry? If people wish to support me, uh, I have an email address, and it's frame, F-R-A-M-E, uh, coming, C-U-M-M-I-N-S, all in small case, 123 at AOL.com. Uh, you can get my Skype address from there. There's also a PayPal account if you wish to support the ministry. Uh, also, I'm going to leave my mobile number. 07469-235351 if anyone wishes to ring me. If you live in the London area or surrounding London, you can come to the church. Kilburn Christian Fellowship, 2 Aldershot Road, Kilburn, Northwest 6, 7LG. Please come. Sunday services are from 11 o'clock. We have Bible study every Thursday from 12 to 2 and we have prayer intercession on Friday evenings and uh, as we said I'm going to tell you that we got a marvellous deliverance three days the 9th, 10th, 11th of May this year with Pastor Joseph Israel Rzinski coming over from Alberta, Canada and we're going to have a wonderful time and don't be frightened if you believe you need deliverance. Come along and you will receive it in Jesus' name. God bless you all and thank you for listening. My brother, thank you for coming on. What a powerful teaching today. Uh, excited to be back with you. We'll see you again next week. God truly bless you in Jesus' name. Love you, brother. Thank you, sir. L love you too. Bye-bye. Folks, was that awesome or what? We had Ivory Hopkins, Michael Cummins coming up next. Robert Avila from Sweden. Let me save this. We'll be right back. Get ready to reset your player.